Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the host of the Crypto Corner. I'm the crypto hipster, and I interview founders, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, uh, you name it globally in crypto and blockchain. And today I have an amazing guest. He is the founder of 6C Index. His name is Damian Clank. Damian, welcome. Hey, thank you. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Jamil. You're very welcome. Um, kick things off. Let's let's uh, kick things off with this question. Um, what is your background, and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? Um, well, um, my background is someone who's always been a huge proponent of technology, and uh, I've always been naturally uh, autodidactic, and so you know, crypto became a really good fit for me back in 2016. I guess the there was a real event that happened was I first came across the voting prototypes on Ethereum. And before that, I hadn't really understood the kind of importance or, you know, how profound a change it could be. And that kind of moment changed my life. And I just started studying everything I could. And it kind of led me uh, into trading and speculating at first and studying technical analysis and which kind of led me into traditional finance and market theory and and kind of understanding how the measures the emotions of society in itself and that was kind of my life for years where i would lead bitcoin groups and just use my ability to kind of explain it to people and to uh open you know doors to the idea of, you know, alternative uh, revenue models. And that went on for years. And then another kind of big moment was during Wall Street bets, you know, when I saw that, um, you know, the ability of new kind of internet forums and ubiquitous platforms to create, uh, you know, leverage trading kind of moved the kind of capital market and was able to kind of put together um, an internet narrative that we never saw before. And I was, you know, struck with the idea, well, what if we did something with that power that was altruistic and how much more capital and sentiment could we move? And so um, I started, you know, researching water stocks and education companies and then I was inspired by the uh, ETF for carbon that came out in June. And it was the first kind of um, uh, derivative carbon um, product. And the idea was, well, if we move the same amount of um, uh, capital and sentiment, would we move the price of carbon? And what would that mean for the world? At the time, the ETF had no underlying. And um, you know, it kind of opened a huge can of worms for me. And a friend of mine, who's a very successful traditional kind of 
economist was like, well, what about, you know, going back to what you always, you know, what you had really been doing, which was crypto. And I realized that tokenized carbon products were about to come out on all of the major blockchains and the, uh, the rules and framework for scaling these um, were as well. So what I did was I, I thought, well, how can we take some sort of of the tools from traditional finance and find a way to really kind of um, uh, amplify this sector. And I use those kind of, you know, auto uh, uh, didactic skills that I had. And I, I started to gather a team that had a lot more expertise than me. You know, I took the kind of adage from um, uh, 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 Bill Gates to make sure everyone in the room was much smarter than me, and especially with these complex issues. And I was able to kind of piece together um, a, a really interesting team from uh, with a lot of experience in the carbon markets and crypto and traditional startup world and finance, and to really kind of comb an interesting new um, uh, a way of looking at this and 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 developing a, a company and product that could really change things. So yeah, I think that I, I my background really, you know, kind of fit the mold for a, a, a way to do what I think crypto can really do best, which is um, be creative with um, financial models, which is something that hasn't always been so easy. Interesting. Um, I have a couple follow-ups there. And the first question, um, you said you mentioned the voting prototype on Ethereum. Could you briefly describe what that um, what the that was so profound to you that made a difference? Wow. Well, you know what? Like I said, I've always been a huge proponent of technology, and I've always been a big believer in democracy. But I know we've never truly had a functioning democracy. So for me, when I saw that and I understood what um, you know, unbiased governance could be through computational power, through distributed ledger, and the idea that we could have um, trusted voting before long through our phones, and that we would have systems where we didn't have to relate to centralized governance. And it was always, it, it still is still, you know, only a theory and hasn't been created. But when I saw those prototypes, I thought, well, this is one of the first really big blueprints or roadmaps to that. You know, there's still a lot of barriers to biometric, you know, authorization to make sure it's the person. But I saw that that it was possible and that this was a kind of technology that needed to be um, really applied and explored and innovated. And um, in the end, I've always, like I said, I believe in in humanity so i believe that once we truly apply our best practices and systems that we can solve a lot of the injustices and i think that um it can be it's a very powerful tool in the future to create a real uh, democracy and 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 hold us to a different level of accountability and if that happens i i think the 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 our the best of our natures could could come so that was kind of one of the first re profound moments for me discovering um you know the power of, of distributed ledger that's awesome i think there's a lot of people who would agree with you <laughs> so um 
That's great. And then you said that it's interesting. You said that Wall. You talked about Wall Street bets, right? That's a stock market thing, right? It, but no, you tied it back into crypto. So, what was it about the Wall Street bets that inspired you to get back into crypto trading? At, at its heart, you know, I know there's a kind of division in a lot of the theories about the the direction the crypto should go, but. I, you know where we are right now i'm a i'm a realist when it comes to to the innovation that comes from predatory our predatory nature and and the the capitalist system that we 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 live in right and it's really hard to see a lot of wins day to day from that but sometimes if you look in the, the long scope you can but i thought i was just so fascinated by wall street bets with the idea that um, you know you could move capital with public sentiment without um, you know obviously any true centralized um, traditional economic uh, um, forum, and the idea I mean it, in the end I think that we have the the powers we have the capital. Capitalism has created the, the, the capital markets and the reserve capital to solve a lot of the big issues on earth. It's actually about um, sentiment, you know, or political will. And the political will is, is, is very arduous. There's a lot of barriers created from uh, lobbying and corruption systems. But public sentiment can be just as powerful, but it's very... Um, scattered and emotion driven and it's generally not directed into moving capital directly and and wall street bets was was the idea was that independent um uh traders could move capital based off of a narrative that they chose and was was pushed solely through them and so i thought it was a very powerful powerful tool that hasn't been used properly and the same thing i think that crypto is in line with that it's also an incredible powerful tool to move capital but it hasn't um been captured into the to the most poignant uh um direction so i thought that was a uh a, a, you know it, it, a very inspiring inspiring way to to connect the two interesting and i agree uh, I haven't thought of it like that, but yeah, completely in line. So, um, okay, uh, great. So, I want to ask you about your company. You know, what is Six C uh, Index all about? How does it work? What do you do? How's it going? Um, well, Six C is, I think, one of the most interesting um, new tools to move that public sentiment and to redirect the way that um uh the carbon markets are seen and how we do that is we are uh an aggregate where we use momentum-based indexing to diversify carbon assets and we use the blockchain as a methodology to redefine their utility so that in the beginning we are a fringe product where we are not part of the offset 
market, but we just convert the credits to a unit of drawdown and a very specific utility, which is away from the traditional offset equals cost. Instead, we are redefining them as drawdown equals investment so that it has the ability to one, uh, redefine the market and to move a lot more capital into the market because it's much easier to justify an investment than it is a cost. So um, at this point, we are um, a group, like I said, of, of people from different experience putting together the actual blueprint and framework. And um, we're really lucky to have some really um, talented uh, strategic partners and advisors and we are just um, designing our uh, how our original roadmap is going to look and the way that we are going to um, tap into the different markets. Great. And one of the ways is going to be by what you call regenerative uh, regenerative tokenomics. It's a tongue twister for me. Um, can you explain what that uh, tokenomics is like? Uh, regenerative tokenomics is kind of actually to me it's it's the bigger picture carbon is just the first um obvious um uh um test model of that you know because obviously the world we have a you know we have an existential threat where we're putting 50 billion tons of carbon in the air we have to remove it we have all of these um companies and countries and individuals making these pledges but the the products and the sediment and the way that it works isn't set up for us to do that in time. So um, we need, like I said, niche products out there and forums that can change the 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 way that we do that so that it's more in line with uh, investment theses instead of just pure um, uh, you know implemented costs, especially when there's not real mandates. But it's just the tip of the iceberg. And in the end, um, regenerative tokenomics to me is the next most profound use case for blockchain. You know, the idea was that the original protocols were ways to um, uh, uh, move value and to store value and transact value. And one of the main commercial applications that's starting to get into people's mind is NFTs, where we were able to, we decided to use that ability to make very specific uh, tokenized digital art that's collectible and non-fungible. For me, regenerative tokenomics is where we, we take that incredible ability and we do it to, to make profound changes in the world by tokenizing altruistic actions or neo-agrarian actions like the removal of carbon from the atmosphere and if you do that to the point where you build up market caps that are equal to um uh, you know the the major economic reserves in the world you have the basis of changing um uh our economic discourse and and value set as a whole so to me it, it's very it's it, it, it's a very profound but obvious kind of progression of of how this could work, and the markets 
the, the exciting thing about it is it's not science fiction. So carbon has this, um, and it's already a, almost a trillion dollar market cap for the market itself. And the registries and the different schemes on earth are, are already setting the, the ratings and the standards of how we remove it. And we have the ability to apply um, tokenomics to it and give it that same kind of immutable, trustable value set. And we've proven, crypto, if nothing else, has proven that you can create 2 trillion, almost 3 trillion um, market cap without centralized policy. And within the um, kind of uh, environmental activism, fintech kind of debate, it's always been, well, we have to get that 50 uh, billion tons of carbon out of the atmosphere. And we have an average price for that. There's no set price. That's another thing that we are hoping to, to, to help hone in on. But at the average price, that's about $9 trillion a year to actually solve the issue. So it's enormous. And so the idea is that, well, we need such um, aggressive policy changes, you know, from governments on emission standards that it's not very likely given the way that the system is set up and the infrastructures are set up. Over time, the, the um, you know, renewables cost is going down and, and, but it's not in time to avert a market failure completely. So the idea is that um, through regenerative tech, uh, tokenomics, we can, we can convert that same market cap and, and, by creating uh, investment products um, that can move and actually uh, change that, move enough market cap to actually change, um, to create those mar the, the size of the volume of the market to actually solve the problem. And then that's just the tip of the iceberg because even if, if it, in the end it doesn't turn out necessary for you know we some silver bullet does solve the climate issue or we or if there's wrong just proving that we can do that from a regenerative theory can be applied to all kinds of things to biodiversity to anti-poverty to you know it's a first stepping stone and then the the profound implications are massive because it can lead to a, a different discourse a different use of our 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 energies and nature as a as a as a you know innovative society and i think it's a, a huge uh step forward awesome so i didn't at the time you know and i'm going to ask you about this i hate that i'm asking about this but i'm going to ask you about this because i think it's relevant there was an article that came out earlier this week over the weekend that uh by greenpeace and chris larson that said, if we change Bitcoin to from proof of work to proof of stake and hit the switch, then you could help improve the environment. Now, I'm, I, I dismissed it as, you know, as um, a hit piece. Right. But you mentioned agrarian activism debate and you mentioned silver bullet. And the earlier we talked about Ethereum. So tying that all together, you know, how do we exactly redefine carbon as a solution? to combat climate change how do you do that both theoretically and practically well i think the beauty of it is that 
in a way you don't have to redefine it as much as you have to refocus on the what exists and what's working and amplify that so that's exactly what we're doing we're going to create a very um, niche product that 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 captures the best part uh, of the carbon market and makes it the most scalable and like i said transfers um uh you know the amazing ability to capture public sentiment and move capital that 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 crypto does i think that it has to be an idea that big and that bold for it to work there's no magic bullet in just changing a simple protocol for the system we have you know we need a full um because of the size of the issue and the size of the capital that needs to be moved we need a reserve size um shift you know and for that we we have to um be able to um apply um the, the cutting edge of technology with um you know the most vetted systems that are out there to redefine how it works and in theory you just you we in theory it's all about um like honing in on the the simplicity of the technologies that work the idea that we right now the carbon market the majority of it is is offsets where the idea is that you 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 buy the carbon to offset your calculated footprint and that you'll reach zero and in the end that's usually about one percent of a company or an individual's uh, gross revenue it needs to be put to that it's not it's not uh, a truly viable idea that will work and it's not one and in the end even people you don't have to be an expert to know that it's not going to work because if first of all if half the companies aren't mandated then how are you ever going to get to net zero if it's not enforceable and and if you're at personally at what zero net zero or your company is it doesn't account for all the other companies in the world or all of the carbon that's already put up there that the scientists said we have to remove so like i said you need a a, a, a bolder idea and the idea is is the beauty of it like i said before is that it exists the, the registries that and the technology that is proven like we know that we can remove carbon but it actually costs about you know two to three hundred dollars to actually remove it from the atmosphere and to hold on to it and at this at the way that carbon is traded that is a, a subsidy so if we can move the price of carbon as the technology goes down and the systems for monitoring and rating it go up then we can you know create a boom economy on carbon when those prices move from being subsidized to being profitable you know and we've seen it before i mean that's what goes back into the to to just the nature of trading in itself is that once you create um something that just seems as an obvious um scalable profitable um asset then the market just will overinflate itself and will cause probably the greatest boom and that's exactly the what we need the numbers we need there's a kind of a beautiful symmetry there that if you add up all of world debt it actually equals the amount of of carbon at the average price of removal about a hundred trillion so I, I think there's kind of a, a a beautiful synergy and story and you know uh urgent challenge here so the world debt equals the 
cost of carbon removal from the earth. Yeah. So you said. So but you if you don't if you can change that cost into an investment, which, like I said, isn't science fiction, because right now you can, uh, there are derivative products. You can use carbon as a regenerative uh, a commodity already, where where you invest in the actual, um, uh, instead of a consumptive commodity, you know, or a speculative commodity, which most assets are, it's a regenerative commodity. It represents the actual uh removal and solving of the problem and that in itself has been created as a value set and we've done that with traditional we're doing that with traditional derivatives but 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 tokenized regenerative tokenomics offers the most uh the quickest way to scale that and to to capture public sentiment as a as a new way of thinking in a revenue model and yeah so a hundred trillion if you look at the average price to remove carbon of course it's debatable depending it's a the, the removal systems, the removal and reduction systems aren't a unified price. It, run, it runs anywhere from two to a hundred dollars traded. And then a lot of the technology is already is like three to six hundred for actual um, sequestering. But if you average that to all of the carbon that we put in since um, you know post-industrialization, it adds up to around a hundred trillion that we need to remove. I mean that's it's it's and if you look at that as as a regenerative commodity as any other commodity it's gold that we can dig it's a you know there there's um there's an interesting website out there called air miners and that's that's the way they look at it it's, that's the next big boom in the is is actual carbon in the air that so you can you can we can pull it out and we can convert it to different products and and at the same time we can use it through blockchain as another way of democratizing the the revenues that come out of it so i mean there is a very and, profound story and it's kind of the beauty of it is that it's out there already there's a, all kinds of it's in the 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 fringe and the on the edge of the public sentiment but it's a narrative that can be pulled together that's the same reason one of the reasons i was inspired by wall street bets the reason that worked was because uh, it wasn't the forum as much as the story that already existed. There were already narratives online of heroes and villains, kind of numeretical goals, and that was all kind of pulled together by the forum. And I think that tokenized carbon and regenerative um, uh, commodities are the next big one. It's kind of just lingering out there. People want to get rich and, and help the planet at the same time, and they want to do it in a way that's simple and ubiquitous. And I think that this is going to be one of the first major opportunities to do that. They want to help the environment. They want to get rich. They want it to be simple. And that's the reason why you created a crypto index to, so exactly. they can easily track that. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the index is because we have to be realistic about it's still a very immature, illiquid market. It's divided up between compliance, which is uh, um, governmental credits that they sell with sectors to sector, and then they have a secondary market for that, and then the volunteer credits, which are awarded by different varied exchanges around the world or um, uh, technologies that have their own rating systems. And so it's kind of the Wild West. And the on the volunteer side, it's very illiquid. And, you know, but it has the most, it has that ability to capture the imagination and to kind of uh, move 
a lot of um, uh, technologies globally and easier. The, the, the compliance side is slow and arduous and although it's it's much more monitored and with, within the main comp, uh, countries in the world, it's uh, um, uh, it has the best uh, you know uh, vetting committee systems. Uh, it, 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 there's a, a very the bridge to onboard is very slow. So an index can solve a lot of that because we can rebalance it through kind of more traditional uh, methodologies like momentum base, where you can reweight it if projects fall off, and you can reweight them off of um, how they move and let the markets decide. So we want to be that um, aggregate that has the liquidity of the compliance market, has the um, and the excitement of the the volunteer market, and that ability to onboard new technologies and and new committees and new uh, rating systems, and and so. I think we're at a really interesting place where it's just getting to the point where it's, you know, this has the ability to, to, uh, to scale. Awesome. So I have, I have two last questions. I actually have one last question, but uh, I'm going to, the last one's easy. This, my next question is this, um, you know, you've been in stealth mode for a while now and, you know, you are, you, you uh, say that you are in, optimistic fatalist so you know i'm questioning the timing and also the explanation of what that fatalism means um you know can you explain can you explain how that how your view uh translates to now being the right time well i think it's the right time for a bunch for many reasons given that our message has our message and our framework is to the point where we know which um, strategic partners and investors we want to go with first, and we are ready to, to create our, our first um, kind of uh, roadmap into public sentiment. And so, and it's such an important message, and it's so timely. And every day, like I said, it's 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 kind of about piecing together a narrative that already exists in the sentiment and the understanding of, of all kinds of different um, uh, platforms and products and registries and, and ideas that are scaling at once. So the timing is now to, 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 to um, solidify those relationships and to, to start to make the first steps of of, of um, you know, designing which communities we're going to leverage first. And so um, we're going to launch our company. The first the IDO is gonna come out in uh, tandem with consensus. And then um, in October, we'll have the actual um, carbon index uh, launched and scalable and uh, for uh, institutions. Because in the end, that's what it is. We are, you know, we're gonna, I think it's very important that we start by a grassroots uh, retail trader, you know, um, a market and build that, that sentiment, sentiment together in all different types of forums. But in the end, it's about solving the issue and that's about moving the actual carpet uh, capital. And so we are, 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 you know, our 
ideally going to be an institutional um, product that's designed for scaling and moving large capital. Is that is, you know because that without it, there's no point to the carbon markets and there's no point to any of this without um, without real solutions. And like I said, they're 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 very ambitious. It's a very huge amount of, of capital and, and that we have to 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 subvert. Um, but we think now is the time to do that. For optimistic fatalist, that's a you know a term I've always used to describe myself. It's one of the funny things I, I like to coin kind of expressions like um, regenerative tokenomics and uh, contractually retired credits. And there's a bunch of different um, terms I like to. But that one to me just means I've I've always been a wildly optimistic person and a very like I said a big proponent of technology. In the end, I I don't believe in the no win scenario. And because I've always had that kind of ferocious optimism, it can be scary, off-putting, difficult for people to relate to. It can make me kind of duplicitous. And so I've always kind of tempered it with a fatalism. And that just gives me kind of a framework of pragmatism. So the idea is that immediately I'll always look at the worst case scenarios, you know, and then I kind of, it, it gives a, a realistic framework to my optimism and also like, pragmatic metrics and steps to explain it and understand it and to question it and um uh, in the end i think it's, it's just a way of, of 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 being a very hopeful realist our industry needs more pragmatists so good for you that's great <laughs> so um i want to thank you very much for your time today i enjoyed speaking with you a lot and uh this has been great and i have one last question um it's this how can people find out more information about you, about what you do, about your company? Uh, how can they maybe join us in, uh, in consensus in June? How can they do that? Um, well, they can follow us on Twitter and and go to our website and start by reading our white papers. We are going to officially come out of stealth mode in the next few weeks, and there'll be a lot more um uh, ways to participate and and follow as as we get ready to launch. So you can start with 6c-index.com. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.